0: Hello everyone. Hello. Hello. We're back again. And this week we have a special guest. We've got Nicole from Rookie Rookie GP. You can say hi Nicole. Hello. (laughs) We've asked Nicole to be on this week because we are diversifying our content. We're learning about new things. Educational purposes. So Nicole's going to teach us all about MotoGP this week. Aren't you, Nicole? I'm certainly going to try, but I'm still learning too. <laughs> we'll learn together. <laughs> but before we do that, we're going to give our reviews of Austin. So if one of you two want to kick it off, Nicole, you can. You're our guest. I think we all kind of thought it was going to be a bit of a boring race, didn't we? And then suddenly it was like,
1: what's going on? I think kind of woke everyone up again. Um, yeah I, I was up early for the motor GP so I was kind of in fallen asleep mode but it certainly woke us up a bit. Um, I think I can't really remember exactly what even happened like it's all it all seems ages ago but the one thing I'm gutted for is Mick because he's I think as far as I'm aware he's got until next goal weekend, so obviously this weekend, to prove himself. And I think it was partially the team's fault on Sunday why he ended up so far down. But it doesn't help in that he's kind of fight for a seat for next season. So we're all Team Mick. Um, But, yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I think you're right. It was a bit boring and it all sort of kicked off. And, well, Fernando Hollands were nearly taken off that was insane
1: apparently his speed when he took off was something like I don't know if it was 164 mile an hour or 184 mile an hour but I... it was like the speed of a small plane I was like that seems impossible but obviously it was what happened was
2: mad and then well I think we're ignoring the first lap like, drama
0: yeah
2: yes with George Carlos I think
1: we've got two non-George fans here. yeah <laughs> Oh, we don't hide it. We don't in the group chat. We don't hide it. To be honest, but I think George's initial reaction is to blame everyone else. But then, when you look back over the season, he's had been responsible for a few things here and there. Um, but yeah, go to Carlos. I think we all obviously witnessed Carlos's first win at Silverstone, but I would like to see him win again, and that's not going to happen when
0: George's. Playing dodgings. Put George back to the back of the grid in the Williams where he belongs. Preach. <laughs> he did apologise. He, was- he did apologise, there after he'd seen it. He was doing That's no him. harm at the back of the grid. He was just chilling. Now look yeah. at him. Menace. A menace. Credit where credit's due, though. He did apologise, you're right.
2: Thank you.
0: Good for him. It's also (laughs) interesting that they say Max is an aggressive driver when I think George is just as aggressive. If not more. I totally agree. Yeah. And we had Lewis Grass and Max up for and I think turn nine. And then (laughs) turn turn nine. (laughs) But he was just as bad. Yeah, he was doing it himself. I'm like, well if you're gonna grass one person up, at least like stick to track limits yourself, mate. Like And obviously, since Sunday, we've had the news that Audi are joining Woo! for 2025, 2026. 2026. 2026. S- will become Audi, which apparently Audi have already, not Audi, Audi, have been in talks with Mick Schumacher already. So if he doesn't have the seat this yeah. year, he will be back because I reckon German team want a lovely little German driver. Yeah.
1: Someone on Twitter had said about you know, history repeating itself and it had a old German driver who retires and then comes back to a German manufacturer, basically kind of saying Seb could mirror what Michael, what Michael did, Um which I think we'd all love to see. There's going to be tears in, in Abu Dhabi for those of people who are going to be there and those of us who are going to be at home. But I think I would quite... I would love to see Mick in the team. I think it's a stretch, though, for Seb to come back after four years.
0: I don't know, he might. It depends. He might get bored. I reckon he'll still do, like, race of champions and stuff after he retires. Yeah, I think yeah. so, too. I don't think he'll, like, retire, like, fully on um, forever. Well, maybe see him doing some rally driving or something. Yeah, do a little. Yeah. Or a NASCAR team, like, Kimi Raikkonen.
2: Yeah. I could see
0: that. We'll okay. just have to wait and see. She will. In the meantime, in the meantime, Nicole, you've got MotoGP to get you through.
1: I know, it's the end end of the season this weekend though. So i have to wait. Um we'll be waiting, I think it's the 26th of March next year is the next, like the first race of the season. Um but yeah, season season finale in Valencia this weekend, and the title, the championships going down to the wire to the last race, which is quite exciting. Um, it's an exciting weekend. It will Mexico and Valencia, two very different
0: worlds apart. So, what got you into MotoGP? What made you start watching that? It was my little brother. So he's
1: watched it for for years and he'd been saying for ages um to watch it and I was like mm, yeah I'm I, I maybe might and I'd seen like clips of it and stuff before and it always looked like too dangerous for my like anxiety to handle um and it was to the Americas last year so it's been October last year um and I sat down to, to watch the race and I texted my brother and I was like you watching the MotoGP I'm, I'm gonna watch and uh Said, yeah, yeah, I'm up, and I think it was he's in Australia, so it was probably daft o'clock in the morning there. Um, and I said, well, I'm gonna end up asking like really stupid questions like throughout because I've never watched it before, and he was like, That's absolutely fine, so there's like. I don't even know how many voice notes going back and forth of me asking like stupid questions and going, so Formula One does this. Does this happen in the same happen in Motor JP and like comparing Formula One? Because that was the only kind of motorsport that I'd watched before. Um it there's aspects that are the same but different. Um so at the minute, there's the like this similar format to Formula One where you've got the the free practice sessions qualifying and then the race, um, except they've got four free practice sessions
2: mm-hmm. and
1: they do a warm up on the Sunday morning um but next year they're doing the sprint races every weekend so obviously in Formula one we've had them a couple of races a season having them for the last two seasons, but this is going to be a full season where the every single race is sprint format, so mm-hmm. it's going to kind of double double the racing which will be good for the fans to watch um and i think some of the riders have come out and said that'll be quite enjoyable as well for them but uh i think it's a 20 i think the provisional calendar that's come out about a 22 21 or 22 race calendar so obviously like formula one there's just getting more and more races every um every year so yeah it's it's a commitment just like Formula One is, to be honest,
2: It
1: <laughs> takes a lot of our time, doesn't it? But it's uh, it's just it's really exciting, and I kind of got past that initial. That, you know what? Turn one's like it's at the Americas, and it's like a hill. So, twenty four riders going up that and trying to come around the corner. I was like, like I, to be fair to say I was internally screaming. I wasn't. I was literally screaming at the telly, thinking someone was going to get hurt. Um so once I kind of got over that initial like
0: scariness, it's I just love it. I don't know how to describe it, to be honest. And if somebody was watching for the first time, what team would you say as like an introduction team? So maybe if Formula One, maybe somebody's introduction team would be Mercedes or Ferrari. Like, is there a team like that?
1: See it's quite hard because you have got um where, obviously Formula 1 have got McLaren and Williams using Mercedes engines. They've got the same, but they've got, like, factory teams, and then they've got a satellite team. So you've got six constructors, so six different engines, and some of which have got multiple teams on the grid. Um, I'm, I've become a, an Aprilia fan, um, because I, I didn't really know, like... And I'd no, I'd heard of a few riders, so the likes of Mark Marquez, Valentino Rossi, um, Fabio quattararo the kind of bigger names of the sport. So Mark Marquez is an eight-time world champion. Obviously, people who don't even like motor sport have heard of, heard of Valentino Rossi. I think I knew Fabio quattararo through the F1 links and friends he's got. Yeah. Um, Honda, what well, the team? The team Mark Marquez rides for, and have won multiple championships over the last I think it's 10 years or something um but I watched MotoGP Unlimited which was kind of the MotoGP version of Drive to Survive except less it was obviously still dramatized but less dramatized than what the Drive to Survive is Mm -hmm. um in Alicia Spargarore who rides for Aprilia just came across so well it was this like little humble family man and for Aprilia. So for me, I become a, a, a well, an Alicia spargro and Aprilia fan, to be honest. But I think if you're wanting to kind of jump on, uh, not the bandwagon, but support a winning team, you don't want to go through the ups and downs of being devastated um, when they don't win, win races. You're yeah, looking at your kind of Ducati and Yamahas at the minute. So your Fabio Cotoraro's and your yeah, Pico Banyaya who are two championship contenders heading into the weekend um so there's there's something for everyone i think in in the teams whether you want a a historic team or you know a a newer one like like your likes of like red bull ktm and things like that so Mm -hmm. it's there's 24 riders to choose from and i think 12 (laughs) teams so you know you'll find you'll find someone you love
0: (laughs) And you've mentioned, obviously, they've got, uh, like, their own version of Drive to Survive. And obviously, a lot of people are getting criticised on the Formula One side of things for coming from Drive to Survive Mm -hmm. into Formula One. Now, it's fine. Like, that's, that's a way to get into it. I think a lot of us have. Um me personally I've always watched Formula One but never really been into Formula One and then watched I Five, and then came into this. But obviously, there's people that are starting podcasts that have no idea and then, you yeah. know, getting people on their podcast, <laughs> you know. Um, but obviously it's brought a big female fan base to Formula One. And is that the same in in MotoGP? Is there is it as a bigger female fan base or I mean it's still
1: It's a similar story in in MotoGP where, you know, I don't think female fans have got the same kind of respect that the male fans do, regardless of whether they've come in from, you know, watching from their kids because their dad watched it or whether they've come in from off the back of something like MotoGP Unlimited. But it's Donna, who owned MotoGP, did a a mass survey um, and it came up on that survey. I can't remember the exact figures, but that. There was a growing interest from female fans of, I think, between the ages of like eighteen to thirty-six or something like that, um, or twenty-five. I can't remember. But so the the interest from female fans is growing, but I think it, it's not necessarily being utilized in the right way by you know the by Donna, by by MotoGP. Um, you've got a few races ago a rider did a tribute helmet to um i think it was dennis rodman who's got been accused of rape and things like that and you know you've got a a sport where women are wanting to get into it but you've got a rider kind of tributing someone who's you know perpetrated things against women so you've got to try and find that balance as with formula one where you've got to step away from women only being into sport because of the attractive men because that, that there will be people out there who do just watch it for that reason but that blanket needs to come off on on both sides of, of motorsport and I think as an organization the likes of F1 and MotoGP and Donor and the F1 owners need to do a better job of of utilizing that fan base and kind of making them feel more accepted and getting away from that stereotypical view because it's these sports are male sports in inverted kind of commas. Yeah, well
0: yeah, do you have anything to add? No, just that uh-huh. Just, just that. Brad Pitt was at the F1 and uh, apparently that's what we're interested in, but we also know of all the allegations made against him recently, so. I'm not interested in seeing perpetrators of violence against women at at Formula One or MotoGP. So can the organizers just look into that a bit more before they start inviting them places? Make it a safer space for women.
1: Yeah, for everybody. You know, I I think it's not just women who get a order of of crap from from certain fans and supporters of the sports, but You know, it it should be a a safe space, and at times it's not. But it's going to take time, but positive steps need to be taken for it to change, don't they? But I think it's good having conversations like this where people are open and honest about what is actually going on and highlighting the issues.
0: If you could do anything in either the Formula One world or the MotoGP world to safeguard... Everybody, not just women, what steps would you put in in place?
2: See, I think it's it's really hard, but you know, there needs to be, I think, a lot more done.
1: And, and you know, there's probably there might be things going on behind the scenes that we don't know about, but from a, a female fan perspective, obviously we've we've attended a Grand Prix weekend and we were lucky enough to not have any negative experiences. Whereas we've we've all read people's experiences, I think it was in Monza, um, maybe even Zanvort, where it's been unsafe. And I've read um stuff from coming out with the Motor JP paddock where things have been reported and not acted on, and people are essentially saying, if this comes out, you're going to lose your job. And that was a female person who worked in the paddock. So it's I think it's a case of Listening, you know, making the changes and listening to what—essentially, the the fans who are being affected by the negativity, what they want, what's going to make them feel safe. Because what what could make me feel safe might not make you feel safe. Yep. It's going to be hard to kind of make every single person feel safe, but
2: as a general thing, that it's essentially what needs to to happen. How? I honestly don't know.
0: That's fair enough. It is a hard question, but we thought we'd ask. Anyway, <laughs> but we've spoken about MotoGP, we spoke about Formula 1, but let's talk about Rookie GP. So tell us about what you're doing on your Instagram and your socials. Tell us what this is. So
1: I kind of set it off because we've obviously seen a lot of F1 content creators and people trying to you know, get new fans into the sport and things like that. But I never seen any MotoGP content creators and all the the questions I was asking, I had to find out from researching it or running to my little brother and saying, what's what's the crack here
2: then? And I kind of started it to... For it to be educational, so, you know...
1: I've put on like the innate Z of you know certain things you might hear the commentators say so that when you're watching a race, you're not like, well, what does that even mean and the beta commentators are quite good in terms of the will explain things like they're all aware that there's new fans and there's people who might not have watched before yeah. um so it it it's fair to be fun to be educational and you know i've I've put on you know, who gets pool, who wins the race, the grid and things like that. You know, I try and try and put on a bit of MotoGP news as well. So yep. it's kind of a, a kind of all around thing and try and have a little bit of of fun with it. And, you know, it, it's it takes a lot of work. And I know you know that as well, because you've obviously got Formula One and you've been doing for nearly a year now. But it's I think coming up with new ideas is hard you know, what you don't want to do is copy what other people have done and you yeah. need to try and make it, you know, your your thing and your own brand. But, yeah, I think for me it was wanting to be educational, a little bit of fun, trying to kind of get more new fans in, more encourage more female fans as well. And not yeah. just female fans, but fans across the board. But because it, it is a really good sport and it is an exciting sport. And I don't think especially of our around my age, like none of my friends like it. I'm what, 27? I've got no friends who like, I mean, I know there's a couple of girls in in our F1 group who who do like it. But in terms of like my friends like outside of that group, no one likes it. So I'm kind of on my own in the world of motorsport. So, you know, it, it's a wanting to make a safe space for for people who do like it and want, you know, to trying to create a community, I suppose.
0: Lovely. That's nice. <laughs> That's very sarcastic. I'm sorry. What are your socials? What are your, what's your ads for everything so people can follow you?
1: It's all of it at Ruby GP um, on TikTok and Instagram. I haven't set up a Twitter yet. I'm contemplating that, but it, it's enough trying to, at the moment, trying to balance a full-time job watching F1 and MotoJP and creating everything. So yeah, at the minute we're just um TikTok and Instagram and it's Ruby JP.
0: If we can offer you any advice.
2: You're
0: not (laughs) self- There's two two of us and the two of us work full time jobs and we kinda keep up with the socials that we have. We have a YouTube as well that I learned about the other day. (laughs) I
2: have a website.
0: We, get... a website that's never that's been right. we promised it. We promised it. Like, was it the start of this season? We're like, Yeah, we're going to launch it the first, first weekend. Things on it because I put things on it. Blah. don't get launched on a website unless you thought it through. Because why God, does it take up time? Unless you have someone else to be doing that for you. <laughs> just stick I'll to I'll, what you've got. I'll take your advice. I'll <laughs> stick with Instagram and TikTok. Sometimes we can't even keep up with the podcast. So there's, you know, just. Keep you know, it simple. I've been yeah. on the TikTok this week, so. <laughs> she's you know she's... a on, guys. <laughs> yeah, I have
1: to say, like, you two have done amazing over this last year with what you've done with Formula Hunt. To see yous have that idea and run with it, and now yous are, like, on to season two, and what is this, the 19th episode, I think, of season two? Yous I've have done absolutely incredible. Your content is Fantastic.
0: And i'm uh, really proud of you both for what you've what you've done, what you've achieved. Oh Nicole, you didn't have to butter us up. You're already here. You're already <laughs> under- <laughs> on. Nice. <laughs> oh. We've not paid her. We have not paid her to say that. That's very Lord. kind of you, Nicole. And we're He's- actually very proud of what you do. We're we're always there, we're always liking, we're always making sure He's that a- we're there to support a- you very supportive
2: and thank you very much for your support
0: well this was wholesome that was so <laughs> awesome. wholesome
1: a little wholesome couple of minutes there
0: that's awesome and in our feelings, <laughs> and our feelings there. do you know what will have us in our feelings the race this weekend yes that was good that was good that was so good my just as we've been talking, Mexico has been announced to stay on the calendar until 2025. Woo-hoo! Ooh. Arriba. Three miles of racing there,
1: at least. More Papa Perez content if there uh, stays in Mexico. True. What a, guy. What a great guy. And his shiny shoes. I want to see his shiny shoes this weekend. I hope we get a repeat
0: of last year. I want oh. Oh. to
1: win. You know how he was just Chettle running win. about
0: it and he was just so happy.
1: His little son, like, on the podium, looking up at him.
0: The thing is, right, Max doesn't need to win anymore, so just let Cecho win this week. I think they might. I think they might.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not a, always a fan of team orders, but I will happily have Red Bull give team orders to give Cecho the win this weekend.
0: He deserves to win. If, if he wins this weekend, he'll be the first ever home winner of the Mexican Grand Prix. I think oh, he needs to and, win. I think in that aspect, team orders are okay. Yeah, because there's there's no championship at stake. They're, I mean, they're competing for points, but you know, it's Max has won. What and they've won the constructors. There's there's nothing really to compete for now apart for second place. But they should just let them, let him win. Yeah, let him have his moment. Let let him have his weekend. So, are we all in agreement that we want Checo to win this weekend? Absolutely. Yeah. Who do we want second and third? I think
1: the Ferrari boys need a bit of a a good weekend. So we'll go with a Carlos second place and I'm going to go for a Mick podium just because I want him in that house next season.
0: That's fair. We love a rogue rogue answer for a podium. I'd like Charles second and Danny Rick third because Danny Rick also loves Mexico just as as much as he loves Austin. That is true. And he sounded so demoralised after the last race. I don't think I can stand to hear him be sad again. Now he's going to mess into the paddock. Is that sad? (laughs) I say either Ferrari boy, I'm not bothered. Probably Carlos because of last weekend. And Lance. Because Lance nearly had a podium. He could have had a podium. Lance was doing well. Can I just bring something up? In our group chat for months, (laughs) I have been talking about Lance and how great he is and that he's... Quite an attractive man, and that he's very funny. He's all rude to me, and now look at his.
1: I'll, I'll hold my hands up. I did question whether you were okay when you were defending Lance. I did question a few things, but I apologise, and I am fully on board with Lance right now. I think it was Seb Lance. It was Seb Lance that did it, and then I saw Lance in a different light. <laughs> But
0: it's you are right all along. A silly joke about one XF1 driver that stuck that no one took me seriously. No <laughs> one took me seriously about Hass either, other than Katie. No. we was- we were the what? Would you call it? What's the what's the word? Trendsetter. No, finder. But what did you say, Lydia? Trendsetter. We were the trendsetters. with has? We were the trendsetters. You were. Now look at everybody. Just because Kevin Magnusson came back, well,
1: it was hard to support Haas when they had Nikita Mazabin. We just ignored him, yeah. I think some of us couldn't see past him, but then when Kmart came back, it was hard not to be a Haas lover again.
0: However, Gunther Steiner is an eye mate at the moment,
1: yeah, yeah. Just give me a seat
0: and like, I'd honestly, be done with I honestly don't it. understand why you would bring back Hulkenberg, Nico Hulkenberg. I think I said two years I said last week. I don't know if I did say it last week, or I've said it to someone. Every time I go on Twitter, Steiner is saying, Well, Daniel can have a seat. Well, so and so can have a seat. They just have to phone me up. I'm like, how many seats do you have, babe? <laughs> do you have to know? I reckon if Mick doesn't get this, if Mick doesn't get the seat, he'll just go to another team to be the reserve driver for the next
2: year. Yeah. yeah well
1: Mercedes are gonna need a reserve driver because Nick Devries has obviously gone Alpha Tauri.
0: No, I thought um, in Eric going to Mercedes. Oh hell yeah. Mick could go to Red Bull, that'd be a power move. Because he's not powerful. He's cut ties with Ferrari, so he ain't going there. I wonder why he's done that. Do you think he's trying to be like, I love my dad, but at the same time he needs his own identity doesn't he i don't know i feel like ferrari and f over a lot of their junior drivers yeah because they've had a lot like i mean ross hortsman wouldn't have got a seat in formula one this year but like i think they have would over. over. i think yeah if they'd have freed him up he could have gone somewhere else even to like indycar if lance's dad wouldn't have didn't buy him an F1 team, he was a Ferrari Academy driver. He would never have got a seat. I'm trying, there's someone else in the grid that was a Ferrari Academy driver that was surprising to me. I can't remember off the top of my head, like, but just
2: that shocked
0: me. Um, Geo was, you know, yeah. yeah, some of the Formula Two boys, like, I think Marcus Armstrong was a Ferrari Academy driver and he cut tires to go to. AR, is it? not? Is not AR. Er, uh, Carlin. <laughs> is it Carlin? Maybe. Maybe, I think so. But he cut ties, because he went to Prima, and then, Prima, and then after last year, he cut ties with them, and went to Carlin. So you do wonder what's gone on in those, like, driver relationships, because, well, it's obvious why the, his went, and, because they're waiting for Alpha Leclerc, so... End up in F one, which he will because of who his brother is. Yeah, So like, because he's the greatest driver. But you wonder with Ferrari being one of the best teams that have ever been in Formula One, and they're like worshipped in Italy. Like my family's Italian, so we've like even before I started watching F one, like Ferrari's everywhere. Like it doesn't matter. Like Ferrari F one is everywhere. If we're going to that to effing over their drivers like that makes you wonder what's what is happening what's going on um, where's okay. the HR department
1: there's a guy called Massimo Ribola who is Aprilia's team manager and I'm pretty sure I could be wrong but I think he headed up the like driver academy program mm-hmm. and he left in 2019 to go to Aprilia so I don't know if his leaving has changed things over the last couple of years potentially um but it makes you wonder what's going on behind the scenes especially with Mick for just it's it it, it's a bit of a legacy for him and you can get why he might want to cut ties to do on his own but I don't know I I just feel like there's something we don't quite know and something's happened behind the scenes
0: possibly yeah I think it's all kicking off Oh, kicking off up there. I'm just going to blame it on Mateo Benotto. Yeah, so. yeah, that works. Yeah. I'll take over. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Just
1: wait till Formula Hun's got a F1 team and then won't you just stick
0: them, in, them stick them in there? Going to have everyone? They're going to rotate on a weekly basis? Maybe
1: you just need a Formula Hun like, competition. So like, not just a team, <laughs> but like you've got... 10 teams
0: and then every driver you like and you can put in oh I thought you meant like have a competition for drivers to enter to be in our team I mean you could do that as well <laughs> like in a magazine you know when you, when you were younger was. <laughs> I thought you meant like that you can do like a video tape to like be shortlisted <laughs> you have to audition like Love Island who can make the best TikTok thirst trap edit for themselves that's how you get into the team yeah, because that's what our um, TikTok's turning into, so. I'm, I'm here for it, though. I love it. Katie, what happened to doubt sexualise the drivers? I mean, it's not really sexualising them. It's just videos and pictures put together. As
1: long as we don't see the um, David Coulthard or Christian Horner naked pictures, then go <laughs> your ends with the thirst traps
0: I mean, the Christian Horner ones are on our TikTok they are the, Dave, the the dc ones won't be put on there <laughs> <laughs> I love him. and i have to love him because he's scottish so like i kind of can't hate him um but i won't be making <laughs> david <laughs> cool Right, we've got three minutes and a half, three and a half minutes left. And I've got one very important question for Nicole. What are your views on fan fiction?
1: Oh, God, I don't think we've got enough time to discuss that. Um, you know me, I've been down a few rabbit holes in my time when I've had nothing else to do and it's been late at night, and there's some interesting fan fiction out there. Um our very own Katie has wrote some of the best. What <laughs> boss listens to this,
2: Nicole? But,
1: yeah, I mean, some of it verges on being a little bit weird. Um, Some of it's just a laugh, but, yeah, I mean, I don't regularly read it, but, you know, there's nothing else to do. Sometimes a little deep dive's not... Not the worst thing in the world. It keeps the group trying at the end of time. I mean, we got trouble from that, didn't we? So...
0: We did. We did indeed get trouble from that. <laughs> we are looking for submissions for Book Club. We will bring Book Club. We mentioned that a couple of weeks ago. We did. We mentioned it. We made a post. You made idea. a post. Yeah. So we will bring it in when we've had enough submissions. I feel like that should be a wine time one. We should We one read fanfiction. We could do That's an Instagram we could do a, an Instagram or a TikTok live. I'm absolutely not doing either of those things. Why you really should. Yeah, I think we should we should have like wine ta- yeah, wine time on a TikTok or an Instagram live and we'll do like a fan fiction dramatic reading. When do we have a next evening time race? That's not this week. And not Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi's not in the evening anymore. Brazil?
2: Yes, yeah. we could do after Quali from Brazil. Wine time. We'll do wine time.
0: Oh my God! It's a sprint race in Brazil. Yeah, excellent. So that that's a perfect time to do it. Debrief, wine time,
2: fan fiction. Excellent. I will keep my evening free to watch
1: it. You okay. need to go live. We will. We also need
2: we, to say goodbye because we have lots of shouting at me again.
0: It's goodbye time. It's, good-bye. it's been lovely to have you on, Nicole. Thank you. You can come back anytime. I would love to. Yay! Good. Good.
2: Excellent.
0: All right. Is that us, girls? Yeah. It is. Let me stop. Been a ride.
2: Before everyone leaves, please. Bye. 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 Bye.